0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 129 of Brody Sports Talk. My name is Caleb Walgren, and I am here to lead the way for the High Points Extravaganza. We are talking about the game between the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs that has had one of the highest point total bets that I've seen, as it is at 54.5 currently. And I am joined by my creative and controversial co-host, Derek Rusnick. Derek, how are you doing today, man?
1: Creative and controversial. That is that is going to be on my tombstone when I die. Uh, here lies Derek. Creative and controversial.
0: that I mean, worse things have been said, so... Uh, about
1: me today?
0: Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. But let's go ahead and dive right in with this excitement. Because I think that this is another thriller of a game for Divisional Round. I used to love Wild Card Weekend. Now I think I just love Divisional Round Weekend. So, first off, with the Bills, where did quote-unquote motor or Devin Singletary kind of come from? Uh, And can he do it again? To to speak about where he came from, he's actually been toting the rock a lot lately. Uh, I was looking back to the game against Carolina, and since that game, uh, the four games to end the season and then last week against New England, he's had a touchdown in every game, two touchdowns in a couple of games, he's been carrying it at least 12 times every contest, sometimes getting up into the 20 carries for those games, which is very unlike him. And I feel like sounds very unlike the Bills. Uh, So what what are your thoughts about uh, Motor here as uh, we talk about the Bills and their running game?
1: Yeah, so when you when you hear about the running game, you always think about Josh Allen. He's the he is the engine that uh, that leads this town, this team up and down the field, um, runs the ball, throws the ball, does whatever he has to do. He is the offense. But what happens is a guy like Devin Singletary will quietly have those twelve to fifteen, sometimes twenty touches, and gold line stands five yards out he'll get that touchdown you're like oh that's great Woo-hoo. and you don't think about it and then you go back and you look at that the statue like oh he's doing actually better than i could ever expect because he's doing quite because he's not taking the pressure of having to to be the offense that's on josh allen josh allen is standing up to the pressure right now so He's taking all the, the, I don't say accolades, but he's taking all the pressure of the, of the offense, and then Devin Singletary can just do what he needs to do, go out there and uh, pack a lunch and go, uh, go run the ball.
0: Absolutely, and I think that it's really interesting. I don't know if you saw it a ton, but one thing that Brian Dabble had been doing was getting a, a sixth offensive lineman out there for some of those like known running plays to just get some extra blocking. And I think it's really working for them because I mean, even if you do a RPO out of something like that and hit digs on a quick slant, you know, if the if they're coming up too much, let's face it, it's working. They're able to run the ball better than they have for several seasons <laughs> as a team the last several weeks. And uh, when you're trying to play keep away from some of the best quarterbacks in the league, I think that it's definitely big and I think that he can do it again because of the scheme and how they're using him. So uh, Derek, who who is the best safety in this game? We've got some fantastic safeties. And Daniel Sorensen in this game, uh, so I want to know who you think the very best one of them is. Uh,
1: of course, I mean it's it's the 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 greatest safety in this game. Of isn't that uh, Tyron Matthews? Isn't he? Isn't he? Doesn't he play safety?
0: So I mean, you could say Tyron Matthew, but the Bills have two really good safeties in Micah Hyde, who had a yes. fantastic interception. Against Mac Jones in the wild card round, um and they also have Jordan Poyer, who gets a ton of tackles and really brings it together as a strong safety. I feel like uh especially if we were talking about the units, we would say the bill safeties are easily better than the chief safeties
1: well but when you're talking know, about units but, yeah,
0: but if then that's why I wanted to go ahead and say, well, we have. Two safeties on the Bills that are at least A's are either of those maybe an A plus and just slightly ahead of where you might put Matthew.
1: Okay, so safety unit. I'm taking the Bills. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, better safety unit. But I'm going to go with the guy who's been doing it for a while and the guy who's got the ring. I mean, he wasn't dragged along um, to, with, with that uh, Super Bowl ring two years ago. He was a, a key contributor and a key reason why they won a lot of their games. So for me, number one, Tyron Matthews, then probably Micah Hyde, then Jordan Poyer, and then um, someone they could probably pull off the streets, um, you know, out of the stands, and then maybe the concession guy, and then Daniel Sorensen.
0: So I am actually going to go out on a bit of a limb here, and I'm going to say that I think uh, Jordan Poyer is a better safety than Tyron Matthew. Um, is a little bit of a different one, because I would say Poyer plays more of the strong safety, whereas Matthew, I think, is a little bit more of a free safety and a coverage safety. So yeah. if we're talking about what Matthew does in coverage, I'm going to let him get the little, a little bit more of a pass than in Micah Hyde. But I think that for what Sean McDermott and this Bills defense does and how they're able to use Poyer, whether it's up in the box or in coverage, that I think that he is slightly better than Tyron Matthew. And uh, I think that that's a big surprise because uh, we all know that Honey Badger don't play. And uh, I think he's great. I just think that... Poyer is also great and maybe just a little bit better.
1: That, that can be your opinion. We'll see what happens at the uh, in the game because I'll take the guy who knows what he's doing, um, who's who's been there, and uh, should up to the big game.
0: That's fair. I mean, I also know Matthew sometimes goes for the big play and doesn't and and can make mistakes. So. I, true. In a game that I think both of us would say probably needs to be pretty flawless, you, you don't want to worry about someone who might make a mistake on there, especially true covering the back line of the defense. So uh, let's go back to the offensive side of the ball again. So we, we all know the studs of these two teams. We're talking, I mean, it's Bill's Chiefs, so we know Stefan Diggs. We know Tyreek Hill. We know Travis Kelsey. I would say we all will probably know Dawson Knox as well. You know, two touchdowns in the opener, big game. Who do you think is a, a lesser-known skill player that you think is likely to make a key play in this game? Because we all know, we all know the stars. The stars are on the field, and we're going to see a lot of stars. But uh, who else? Who's who's someone that you think is under the radar?
1: Okay, so I want to say the backup tight end for the Chiefs um, is going to be a a lesser known contributor to this game. That's Blake Bell. Um, he has a package in the game where he can run the ball at the at the goal line when they need a fourth down conversion. Um, another skill player that uh, came out last year is. Uh, Chad Henney, who, uh, took over for Patrick Mahomes when he got hurt. Um, you know, that's a different story altogether. Having a good backup quarterback is, is just a, uh, a, a little note in this, uh, in this skill player, because we know who the backup quarterback for the, uh, the Bills are. So I think that, uh, you're going to tra- you're going to cover Travis Kelsey. You're going to try to stop him. But if the, uh, the bills are trying to to stop that pass and you're going too tight in so you can look like you're running the ball blake is going to sneak out he's not gonna have you know 50 yards even maybe 40 yards but he'll pick you up a first down once in a while and uh he's fun to watch so what about you who's your skill player that will make a key play in this game
0: so I'm going to go ahead and give one from each team that I think okay. are under the radar but I think are going to have impactful moments uh, the first one is uh, going, going, I'm going to your well here Derek I'm going, I'm going with a former Bronco Emmanuel Sanders uh, I think that what he brings in the deep game for the Bills is huge he's Had 42 catches for 626 yards and four touchdowns. Just completely beasting it. He he never has a game where it's like, oh, he took over that one. But, you know, the last time that they played, he had three catches for 54 yards and two touchdowns. You know, Mm -hmm. if Matthew is potentially helping to double cover Stefan Diggs on some routes... That means that Sanders is on the other side of the field where Daniel Sorensen is. <laughs> which we, we can only give him uh, so much bad lip service on this podcast. Um, which is a lot. Um, I think that when we saw the recipe to, to beat the Chiefs, that whether it's you know Sanders getting behind them or when Jamar Chase was getting behind them, You want to be able to have someone who can take deep shots with. And I think that's exactly what Sanders brings to the table. His uh, yards per route or yards per reception this year is the highest it's been since 2015 with the Denver Broncos. So he's having a, a good year for the Bills, and I think that he's definitely going to have an impact. As far as my player on the Chiefs, I think I'm going to go with a player that has been underutilized and under the radar for quite some time. He didn't even play a ton for them during the regular season, but I'm going with Jarek McKinnon. I'm so Mm. far under the radar (laughs) that you may not realize that the radar is there. Um, he had a great game against the Steelers, and I think that they should utilize him more this week. I'm hoping it's not just a Darryl Williams had a bad fumble and so he got benched for McKinnon situation. Um, I mean, McKinnon went out, had 12 rushes for 61 yards and six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown out of the backfield. That's fantastic. That's 140 yards out of your backup to the backup running back. Where are they hiding this guy? Like they they didn't they didn't need him all year. He had 12 carries for 62 yards in the regular season and he gets 12 carries for 61 yards in a playoff game. <laughs> I know that he's been banged up throughout his career, but dang. I feel like he can really do something, and I I really hope that he's able to put it together for Kansas City and make a couple plays, because he definitely is, in my opinion, pretty under the radar there. Uh, Any thoughts about uh, either of those, Derek?
1: You pulling McKinnon is a great pull, and uh, someone I didn't even have on my list here. So, uh, yeah, that's a great pull, and the next man up uh, as uh, as everyone says someone makes a mistake someone has a bad game someone has a bad fumble just not feeling it that day there's always someone else to play for the chiefs and uh, yeah so surprising but uh, a good pull on uh on your part
0: all right and uh derek we had we have to talk about quarterbacks in this matchup because we get josh allen and patrick mahomes Uh, Both of them were in MVP consideration before the season, and I think we could at least say both of them are worthy quarterbacks for just being great quarterbacks in the league. Um, If, you know, Breeze, Brady, and Rodgers were the mantle at quarterback for so many years, Mahomes and Allen have the potential, uh, maybe with Burrow, to be like Mm -hmm. the three headed young quarterback uh in the league shortly and i don't feel like that's much of a leap at all to really say that um so i really was just curious who do you think is more likely to play mistake free because when we have a game where the the points total like i said it's a high scoring points extravaganza it's at 54 and a half uh the chiefs are probably gonna run out of fireworks again in this game um you know Sometimes it's just cutting down on mistakes. So who do you think is going to play mistake-free, Allen or Mahomes?
1: Okay, so who must um, play mistake-free is Josh Allen. He has to be mistake-free. Um, if, mistake, if he makes mistakes, the Bills are not going to win this game. Mahomes can make mistakes because that offense is just so powerful and can turn you know five touchdowns in 11 minutes of game time just can turn it on can fly down the field you're never gonna be able to see them again Um, the Bills have to to be efficient they have to be mistake free football Um, I think there's no more they have to win the turnover battle let's put it that way so if Josh Allen has one interception um, they have to, to Get some turnovers from the the Chiefs in order to make up for it, because Josh Allen has to play mistake-free football. Because this is the Chiefs in the playoffs, and they don't mess around. What are your thoughts?
0: Um, I also feel like Allen might be more likely to play mistake-free. I think he, I think it's needed, but I think it's also just the way Allen has played. he's, he's had some games where, uh, probably most notably, the Jacksonville game in the middle of the season where it was like what on earth was that but i feel like especially down the stretch where they won their last four and then they really took it to the patriots last week um, that offense is running super smooth Uh, they didn't have any punts or any field goals or anything (coughs) they literally just scored touchdowns on every offensive possession until they took knees. And that's sick against a Patriots defense that I have a lot of respect for. Yeah. So I think that Allen is more likely to play mistake-free. And that's not to say that Mahomes will make mistakes, but I also know that Mahomes, he's, he's more of a gunslinger. Than Allen is, in my opinion. Um, So, the line in this one is the Chiefs are favored by 2.5. I've said the over under of about 500 times on this podcast. It's at 54.5. And And I'm going to go ahead and take a a road underdog again. I'm going to take the Bills to cover the 2.5. I am going to say that this game goes over the 54.5 points. And I'm going to say the Bills win 34-31. to 31. Uh, I know that they won 38-20 to 20 early in the season. That was before the Chiefs were able to get some of the things figured out with their defense. But I also think the Bills are going to be able to come in and put up points. So are the Chiefs. But I, if I have to pick one defense that I trust a little bit more, it's the Bills. And I really like what they're doing with that sixth offensive lineman. Getting the running game going giving themselves a little bit more balance. You know, if it gets them some extra yards on first downs and Josh Allen isn't having to do 3rd and 10s or 3rd and 12s, I mean, that's a huge difference because you know is going to try to load up and send a huge blitz, but he can't send a huge blitz if he doesn't. Like, if it's 3rd and 3, it's a lot easier to go, hey, let's have these guys run some quick slants or quick crosses and get open because you only have to get 3 instead of 10. So I I really think the Bills are going to pull the upset and get the win there at Arrowhead. Derek, where are you at as far as the score prediction in this one?
1: So I think they go back and forth uh, all game long. And I think the last team to touch the ball will win this game by a field goal. Uh, For me, I have the Chiefs 31, Bills 28. So I think the Chiefs win this game, they cover, and uh, I mean, it is like a last 11 seconds of the game. The The Chiefs are driving down, and Patrick Mahomes is smart enough not to run the ball on a draw with 11 seconds with no timeouts. And he figures out a way to uh, to get into field goal range. They kick the field goal and go to the AFC Championship game. And Stefan Diggs is once again on the sideline watching the Chiefs uh, celebrate. Wow.
0: It'll be interesting. It will be interesting, that is for sure. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our podcasts. We'd love it if you go ahead and leave us a five-star review, whether it's Apple, Pod Chaser, wherever you listen to your podcast, if it gives you an option to leave us a review. Go ahead and leave that. Uh, Make sure that you're following us on Twitter at Brody Talk. That's where we tweet out about every new episode that we have. And we've been running some fun polls for the playoff games. So I know that I will be doing that again as we approach the weekend. So I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of Brody Sports Talk. And uh, have a great one. Bye.
1: Bye, guys.